0: Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real world value. One thing that a lot of Web 3 adopters, early adopters have in common is that we have a general uh, skepticism and a despise for basically the mainstream media in the sense that a lot of what is being reported is Basically, the narrative that is driven by a larger company or larger organizations for their own personal gain. Because at the end of the day, even when it comes to news, they are much more motivated to uh, report on the negative things, the things that's going to drive fear, drive anger, drive emotion. It's almost like clickbait. And this is way before there was uh, social media and there was Facebook and all these different uh, topics to actually draw the the attention of having these clickbaity titles, but we're talking about like the original tabloids and headlines. I I think of back to when I was like a little kid and we're going through the grocery store and I'd always see the National Enquirer and like the headline about like the alligator lady or uh, aliens found and all sorts of crazy things. And it gets you to pick up the, the, the actual um, newspaper or the magazine, whatever it is, the articles, just trying to get an attention. And a lot of the times uh, with the mainstream media, they, they still do this uh, same clickbaity national inquiry type of stuff and they are masking it as these professional journalists because they have suits and ties and uh you you know it it, it's it's often laughable and when it comes to like this nft space or when it comes to web3 a lot of the narrative that they're saying the way they're reporting it it's is very biased and flawed at best. So I would highly recommend you to do your own research and um, not necessarily following what they're saying because I was on YouTube earlier and I was watching uh, just various uh, co- coverages of uh, the NFT space by CNBC. And when I was hearing the uh, reporters, actually the questions that they were asking a lot of these NFT artists and, and uh, people that are in the space, whether they're just collecting it or they're investing it, the questions are very biased and they are often bringing up the tulip bubbles and, um, and the fact that a lot of the millennials are getting into this space because, uh, generally speaking, they just don't have the money to buy real estate. They don't have the money to really get into stocks or uh, traditional investment opportunities. So they're seeing this as just basically the the lowest hanging fruit, the easiest things that they can get into. And it's often uh, being described as being a, a lotto ticket, right? These millennials are just putting their, their ETH or their whatever cryptocurrency it is into uh, these lotto tickets and they're hoping they're the next millionaire. Well, that is not even the case. So if you're listening to uh, mainstream opinions, mainstream uh, media, you're going to get a very bad picture of this entire market, see what's going on. And it's laughable to me because a lot of the people that are giving the strongest opinion don't even fully understand the technology or what is going on or what exactly uh, is driving all of this stuff, the interest in the space. And I don't want to sound like I am on my soapbox preaching here, but definitely I would say um, I fell victim of it initially, right? Um, when I was hearing a lot about the crypto space and Web3, I was hearing a lot of my information from people such as uh, barbershops and just random people on the street. And then, of course, I, I started to uh, hear the news actually bring this stuff up and to say, oh, it's such a volatile assets going from a uh, 100 to a zero and then to a 1,000 and just all over the place. And of course, there are, Reporting all the Mount Gox scandals and all these different negative aspects of it, you know, um, earlier last year when they had the the various hacking scandals and uh, various companies were being held uh, ransom, such as the I, I believe it was a pipeline company, a meat processor, and a couple other companies, and even a town, one of the local governments, and they were actually uh, required to pay the ransom in Bitcoin. So a lot of this coverage is driving the narrative of Web3. And then, of course, when it comes to the NFT space, they're speaking about uh, the various rug pulls and they're speaking about the The shady characters in the space that are just making millions and running off into the sunset. And I think they're doing themselves a disservice. And also they're just doing the general public a disservice. So that is why a lot of uh, people such as myself really don't look to the mainstream media for uh, their takes as far as what's going on in this NFT space. Because generally speaking, they have an agenda and it is to uh, promote something that is very negative and uh, shine a light on uh, things that really shouldn't be brought to the forefront. And it's it's affecting the view of a lot of people, and in many cases, these um, outlets, these media outlets, they are tied to the old-school financial institutions. They have uh, are part of multinational corporations that are invested in other assets and what have you, so they don't really want to lose their stranglehold. They don't want to lose their uh, power or sphere of influence, so of course, they're going to put shade on emerging markets, and it's so, so similar to... To the traditional media of news and newspapers and the the different outlets that were there, they were so against social media, and it's because social media and blogs and all this information was being released for free. So it really just upset their entire business model, and really uh, Web three this the actual uh, decentralization of uh, content ownership, everything really for that matter, threatens these very institutions and the infrastructure that has been dominating for decades, if not longer. So they really saw what the internet did in general to newspapers and to uh, ESPN and all these big uh companies that really, that 20 years ago, we couldn't even imagine them being in the position that they are now. But just as with YouTube and and other things came on, and even Twitter for news, I'm not saying get all your news from Twitter and everything, but just inform people that are in the space, whether it be the creators, the designers, developers, whatever it is, and having that ability to get information out and circumvent these gatekeepers, if you will, it really puts a lot of power back into the consumers or into the quote-unquote little guy and it and because of this a lot of bad information is circulating so where would i say is uh, probably the best place to get information about uh, the nft market what's really going on in web 3 and in the space i would say it's the people that is actually creating this stuff and not the ones that are particularly uh selling something in general the ones that are actually doing it because they in they love the creation they love the process and what's going on for example uh a A lot of artists, believe it or not, are not in it for money, right? Whether or not their art was selling, they have been creating these pieces for sometimes even decades before they're ever noticed. And this whole uh, medium of this whole uh, NFT space just coming up. Well, that is really, yes, that is just the that is the platform by which uh, their work is actually getting out right now. But many of these people have had their art on Twitter and and on Instagram, and have been creating their own blogs and doing different things for very long times. It's just that all of a sudden, now that the spotlight is on them, they're able to really monetize it and have uh, a massive impact. Now, those are the type of people that I would really or I do follow, like to see what they're doing, how they're using this to actually build a business. And, you know, this isn't, uh, these aren't people that are just coming into the space because the novelty of the new technology, but they are actually. Actually, They're pivoting and using the technology to their benefit, but the value that they're actually bringing to the blockchain goes far beyond the, the novelty of technology. They're, they're actual creators. They have been invested. They have put their time and energy and sweat and passion into these projects. And long before they knew what Ethereum or cryptocurrencies were, they were actually invested into creating this stuff. Those are the, like, the people that I like to follow to see, okay, well, what benefit do they get from NFTs? Why are they in this space? Why is Web3 so appealing to them? As opposed to the people who are literally uh, getting in it just for the novelty of the space or a quick dollar or a quick flip. And again, I'm not knocking anyone that is trying to uh, pay their school loans or uh, get their tuition or a medical bill, whatever it is. You know, different people are in the space for different reasons. But I'm just saying the people that I like to follow, that I like to get information from to see what's going on is the people that we're actually creating. And putting things out into the world long before there was a blockchain or before there was this NFT craze. But then they pivoted and just using the new technology to get their creations out into the world. Those are the people that I think I like to hear their version of the story to report what's going on. And and even when I was looking at the uh, CNBC video, it's you know sure they were interviewing a few artists. But I found it very crazy that they were interjecting their own spins and things and not really just giving them the freedom and the runway to discuss their art and what it is doing for their career. But it's almost like they were cutting the segments to tell the narrative that they wanted. So with that said, I would just like to keep just to like to remind you to keep an open mind, listen to different sources, and also evaluate like what what does this person have in the game? What is their Possible motive to report a story in a certain way. Do they have a financial gain to make? Are they someone that is invested into a project? So of course, they're going to speak positive about the project. Or are they someone who's developing on the technology side? So they want to uh, increase their clients? What exactly is that person's motive? Because at the end of the day, we all have it and myself included. So to fully understand what is motivating this person to get this narrative out helps you to sift through and weave through to find good information. So with that said, I hope you find this information that I'm releasing to be helpful, informative. And as usual, I'm just grateful to be along the ride with you as we build and grow Web3 together. So as usual, I will see you in the next one. So later.